from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist, Methodist To the madness well, it's been so long since I've seen you both. It feels like it's been uh, like a whole new year uh, yeah. since I've seen you guys. And uh, really excited to start off 2024 with episode 16 for Methodist to the Madness. And it's really good to see you guys. I'm curious how this past week has been because we did not record a podcast last week. Tim, I know you went out of town, so maybe we can start with you how how things have been going. Yeah, uh, things have been going pretty well, I would say. It's nice to get a little bit of uh, relaxation after um, a busy few months uh, all the way through 2023. Um, basically, I uh, I had like some level of relaxation at work. Uh, there were less people at work because everybody happened to be taking time off at the same time. So... Um, I decided to take like uh, two days off and um, I also went to SeaWorld in San Diego. And wow, I saw some... did you see the world? <laughs> did I see the world? <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> uh, the highlight there was um, I got to see a, a big walrus um, and then I got to see some... Um, some otters and sea lions. So it was very exciting. Uh, the sea lions always have like these really incredible per personalities and they make all these like cool sounds and stuff like that. Um, and uh, then the rest of the time when I was in San Diego, I think uh, I probably ate too much, but that's okay because I was out of town. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, for New Year's, uh, oh, before I start this part, uh, this is our New Year's episode. <laughs> this episode is being recorded on the first of the year uh, for 2024. So mm -hmm. I, I thought I'd give a shout out for our podcast there. Um, Happy so, <laughs> so um, ultimately, I was actually planning on going to bed before midnight um, on New Year's Eve. But um, I think this happened the year before. I accidentally stayed up past midnight. Uh, I just happened to be up until 11.45, and then my mom was watching the ball drop on the, the TV, because I guess they do that in, in uh, different parts of the United States. They have, like, this gigantic ball that uh, goes from, like, uh, sky high to the floor uh, at yeah. the, uh, the midnight mark. That's been happening for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder how long it's been happening for. Probably... Uh, when technology uh, came about or something. Um, I, I'm curious about the history of that, though. I'll have to look into that. Um, but anyway, so uh, I did not sleep in after waking up, uh, or I did not sleep in after going to bed uh, at 12.30. I woke up at 5.30 like I normally would. Um, and regarding, like, going to work and stuff, I'd get up at 5.30 every morning. And, um, yeah, I just tried to take it in stride. I uh, I took a nap. I, I was planning to take two naps, but it didn't happen. Uh, I did, however, uh, get a lead in for my New Year's resolution. And um, there's like two major parts of my New Year's resolution outside of just like stuff that will flow uh, based on that. And uh, the first is I'm going to take up journal writing um, every day. Even if I write one sentence, I'm going to take up uh, journal writing in, in the way that I just write something every, every day. Um, and so I wrote something this morning. I, I wrote how I, I wasn't feeling that great because I didn't get enough sleep. Um, and then, uh, my second, um, part is I'm going to, uh, walk 30 minutes a day every day. And so I took my dog for a walk, um, today to feel a little bit better. And, um, so yeah, it was, uh, a really good way to start off um, the first day of the uh, new year. I was able to fulfill both of those things. I wrote my journal and um, I uh, 
I went for a walk with my dog. So, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to hopefully keep that going. The journal writing should really um, help with all the other self-improvement stuff that I'm trying to work on. And I'd like to incorporate a little bit of scripture journaling in there if I can. So uh, that's what's been going on with me. Awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun, Tim. And I'm glad that you've been able to rest a little bit. Very impressed, though, that you have stayed awake past the uh, time frame when the ball dropped. Because I'll be honest, I think I went to bed at like maybe 9 p.m. last night. Wow. Like We were not even planning on watching anything drop but my head on the pillow. So <laughs> that was kind awesome. of it. Um, I've just been like really tired. I don't know why. Like I've been going to bed super early. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and start talking about my updates because yeah. I interjected. It's so odd. Normally Beth goes and then we go, Oh, I guess Jessica will go. We always forget to (laughs) what's been going on with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll awkwardly jump in after now. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, great. Yeah, but uh, but you know this this past week it's been a lot of fun. I've um, Amber and I have been so excited to be around. Uh, the church this holiday season last year, we weren't able to be um, part of any of the services because we were traveling uh, in Texas. We were in Iowa, like we were just kind of everywhere uh, visiting family. And so this year we we had people come over. Uh, Beth was able to join us for a game night that we normally have with Pastor Jim at the house, which was pretty awesome. It was a game uh, afternoon. Wow. Yeah. It was like a... Our favorite time of the day, which is like 2, 2 30, 3 o'clock. That's when things should start. Uh, and so that way you can get to bed before, uh, before 9 o'clock, which yeah. is an appropriate time. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just been a lot of fun to have uh, people over and to just be in community with those that uh, celebrate the same thing as you. But also we had people come over that... I work with, they came out to, to our uh, house to come see the animals. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but guys, it's just been like, I, we went to Barnes and Noble and I forgot how much I really love being surrounded by books. Oh yeah. Uh, I got, uh, the new Mitch album book, um, the little liar, I think it's what it's called. And it's based out of world war two and Mitch Album is one of my favorite authors. A lot of people know him for Tuesdays with Maury. That's mm-hmm. like a lot of people read that in, in school uh, mostly. But, um, but he's written a lot of awesome books. And I'm almost done with the book already. Uh, so <laughs> I'm really excited about reading um, and really just spending time at home and relaxing because I... I'm always working and I, I took most of this week off as well. So I'll have full, like two full weeks off of work, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even though I'm still like going to bed early and still waking up at like six, <laughs> which is like yeah. a work, work time frame, but that's um, good. But yeah, so, so that's kind of how things have been going. And like I said, we did not stay up for, for the ball to drop. That absolutely did not happen. Yeah, I I don't really recommend that to be honest. I mean, <laughs> considering how my day went, like how how the course of the, the day can go, like uh, oh, I'm gonna have two naps today. Well, it just didn't happen. I I just had an off day. Was it worth it for the ball drop? I mean, maybe looking back, I could say so, but um, I think I would probably would have went with what you did, Jessica, going to bed at nine o'clock. I I think that's uh, really admirable that you uh, you kept with that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Next time you don't have to keep the toothpicks in your eyes, Tim, and take them out. That way you don't have to stay awake. <laughs> I was so tired. Like I was legitimately going to fall asleep at 1145, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to force myself to stay awake. You're like, I've made it this far. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other thing. Um, that's really inspiration, inspirational, Jessica, about, um, reading books because, uh, 
I don't know if I mentioned this in any episode, but um, I got myself a Christmas uh, present for uh, reading uh, Kindle Paperwhite. Um, so okay. yeah, that's really cool that you're picking up uh, a reading habit or you're continuing a reading habit because that that inspires me to do the same. Maybe I can include that in, as part of my New Year's resolution to uh, read more books. I don't know. Don't try to do too much, Tim. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Just stick with those two things. And... I mean, you can if you want. I'm just saying if you add too much and and you don't stick with it, it's it just right comes crashing to the ground and you're like oh man i'm really not good at stuff but i mean that's just me maybe you're different than i am but so i try not to um make too many new year's resolutions because then i feel bad don't stick to them i think that is good advice beth um i think this is probably the maybe one of the few years that i have actually made a new resolution new year's resolution that um, I'm trying to actually commit to. Um, I think all the other years I've just kind of thought of something that would be great, but ultimately didn't commit to anything. Um, so yeah, I'm going to make sure to just like focus on those two things. And maybe if I'm lucky, I'll end up with the reading habit, but the, I think the journal writing and the, wow. the walking will be, uh, kind of the, the top of the tower, so to speak, and then everything else will kind of fall into place or i'm not sure that analogy is Beth, what about you other than uh having an awesome time uh at my place on a friday afternoon yeah that's all i was going to talk about nothing um, <laughs> else even comes close to that experience wow no all right we'll continue <laughs> moving on here all right <laughs> um no i did have a really good time at amber and jessica's house and um they have so many animals all the well i don't the pigs no you don't have pigs your neighbors have pigs um, <laughs> neighbors have the one animal you don't have is the one i said first that was perfect they've got chickens <laughs> and ducks and and two dogs and two cats and one of the cats was named Freddie and I got to meet him and he sat on my lap for a minute and the other cat I saw briefly hidden underneath a tortilla blanket just as a lump and that was amusing to me on on <laughs> wow. their on their bed <laughs> and they have a room for their bunnies like they have two yeah. bunnies and there's <laughs> a room for them and it's amazing and I love it so much <laughs> So I want to get, um, I, I want to maybe bring Owen because he really loves animals. So we're just going to show up one day on your doorstep and be like, animals." sounds good. Looking forward to it. That is so exciting. (laughs) So for me, my week has been, um, I've really been trying not to leave my house if I don't have to. And, um, um, Christmas Eve was like, it just felt so long because it happened to fall on a Sunday. So there was the morning service and then we were getting ready for the evening service. But last year um, was our my second Christmas Eve um, as a the children's ministry director and and it was my first time, I think, I think I planned last year, mostly by myself, even though Lourdes was still um, with us then. But last year, I was like, oh, this just went terribly. And I didn't think it went well at all. But um, I don't think other people felt that way. I was just being really hard on myself. And then this year, um, there was more planning. And we did stellar VBS themed Christmas. And and that was a lot of fun. And it was kind of like an interactive Christmas, you know, telling of the Christmas story, similar to the probably the Christmas Eve service at nine o'clock that I totally watched, by the way. I'll I'll get to it later. It's fine. Um, <laughs> then I came home and I feel like I just melted into a puddle because that was such a a busy day and I still had to wrap Christmas presents. And if you think staying up until midnight is bad, you guys, 
I stayed up until three o'clock in the morning. That's when Jessica wakes up to start her day. <laughs> Probably not. But I was up until three in the morning, um, wrapping Christmas presents and and then I could hear the kids up at eight o'clock. And I was like, well, the kids are up. I might as well get up. And both of them are like, what are you doing awake? I'm like, I heard you guys were up. And they were like, we were gonna let you sleep until 10. And I was like, there's no way I was even going to be able to do that. I think I took four <laughs> naps on Christmas. I'm not even joking. <laughs> um, we had a really nice um, steak dinner for Christmas. And this is actually my favorite time of the year. Like, because Craig usually has the week off and nothing's really expected of me and so I like to just stay home and do puzzles and catch up on the movies that I was supposed to watch with my dad yeah um, so uh, so far I've completed three 500 piece puzzles two of them are Christmas themed the third one is a Ted Lasso Funko Pop puzzle nice. and both of my boys at separate times came down and they were like Funko Pop makes puzzles yeah why <laughs> i don't know and and so now the puzzle that i'm working on now is the one that i got from your house jessica that is being passed on from church member to church member who enjoy doing puzzles i really really wanted to get it done before the new year but that didn't happen so it'll be fun to add my name to the list um as the first person who's completed it in 2024 yeah that's amazing probably it's probably like the best puzzle you've completed this year once it's done <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it will be oh speaking of the new year i looked it up and i guess um i there were two different sources that i found the first ball drop was in 1904 it wasn't until like I think 1907 that they started doing it regularly year after year. Oh, wow. so uh, that's like the advent of technology, right? 1904, like there was no technology be before that. <laughs> I don't. It was the same. Remember they they went by horse, Tim. Remember? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so today I watched two movies. I watched Letters to Santa, which is a Polish movie that my dad wanted to watch. I was supposed to watch it last week, but time got away from me. Um, mm -hmm. And it was good. It was similar. My dad described it as a movie similar to Love Actually. So there were different storylines that you had to follow. and cool. But it was in Polish. So you had to read the English subtitles to know what's going on. So if you like... Yeah watching movies and reading books at the same time i recommend movies with subtitles Unless oh yeah and you know yeah. polish so you don't have to turn the subtitles on <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> um and that then the other movie i watched today was maestro on netflix and that one was really good if you guys haven't seen it maestro yeah it was yeah. bradley cooper was in oh. it and really good it, i forgot he was bradley cooper at times i was like who is this guy anyway <laughs> um speaking of people that i'm not sure who they are anymore because i think they moved to texas without saying goodbye to any of us first um i got an email we got two emails from kathy <laughs> and i'm gonna read i'm gonna read them to you. She didn't move to Texas, did she? Um, I think she might have. She what? heard I think maybe she'll send us another email to um sort this out. But her daughter and husband are moving to Texas, and Kathy followed her daughter and husband out here to Palmdale from Michigan. And Kathy said that. Well, her daughter works for American Airlines and she doesn't like the commute to LAX. So they want, she wants to, so I think they're moving to Texas. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, 
But I feel unless they're commuting from Palmdale to Texas, which I feel like is a longer commute than to LAX. But anyway, yeah. so the the rumor that I heard, it's pretty salacious, it's not, is that they bought a house and Kathy is staying in their house until they can move in, until they're ready to move in. So oh, I see. But she will be back for a women's retreat. This week's podcast, which was last week. Beth, Jessica, and Tim, I couldn't make it through the podcast to the sermon thoughts without first stopping to email. I was so impressed with your sparkling conversation and, of course, amazed at your super guest, Nils. But mostly, I stopped as soon as I heard my name mentioned. Thank you for saying I'm a super fan, Beth, or I should say my Bethist. I think I need to come up with special names for everyone else involved. How about Jessica Awesome and <laughs> Marvelous? I'm open to suggestions, but keep in mind, I'm pretty stuck on these. <laughs> that is so cool. Then she said, seriously, I was so happy to hear about the good news about Lucy. Thanks for the update, Bethist. And to Marvelous, a recent news story about Chipotle, where apparently one dissatisfied customer tossed her entree into the face of the manager and subsequently was ordered by a judge to work at the restaurant for a month to learn a lesson, but mostly to avoid jail time. That sounds like the plot of a TV show. I would watch Whoa. that. <laughs> Maybe we could strike a deal to work in the kitchen to observe their meal prep and ingredient list and possibly discover the culprit behind your stomach distress. And Jessica Awesome, I'm happy to hear your recent medical updates bring some good news as well. On a personal note, I'd love to hear some critter updates from your farm life, including bees. And now I'm excited to get back to the podcast to enjoy your sermon insights. Keep up the good work, Team Methodist to the Madness. Oh, I wore my MTTM shirt for the first time the other day, Bethist. It's so soft and comfortable. Love to all. So that's the first email. Wow, that was so wonderful. Thank you, okay. Kathy. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't written back yet, Kathy. I'm still going to. Okay, now for the follow-up. It's entitled follow-up. Wow, 15 podcasts. Now 16. Amazing, you three, and well done. My first email was dashed off before I finished the podcast, only to discover that Jessica Awesome read my mind and talked about her chickens. Well done. <laughs> After, <laughs> After finishing the podcast, I wanted to add that I worked with Neil on Care Notes and with the Social Justice Committee. He was a wonderful man and drove the most unexpected and cool car, a white charger. Sandra actually mentioned his white charger at his funeral. And how she thought it was cool, too. So two people have confirmed that he drove a white charger. Oh. I thought and any of these people were lying, but no. <laughs> that was weird. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought that at all, Beth, that you were thinking that. <laughs> that would be weird <laughs> if I had a funeral and I'm like, how much of the truth are these people telling? <laughs> I object. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. I'm not going to do that. Um, anyway, sermon insights were wonderful and always encouraging er, and always encourage me to re-listen. Jessica Awesome, your darkness and light comments were very moving, as was Nils's prayer. Both were simply perfect. Well done, podcasters all. Oh, I love it. That is so I nice. Of finding to Marvelous a matching spoon. I may change the name to Tamazing. Excited for the Methodist to the Madness podcast and dating circus. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Um, it was when I was telling Tim about, uh, I was reminding him he was the big spoon. And then <laughs> into a little bit more than we had anticipated. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Love the wonderful job of encouraging and enlightening our church family, Kathy. That was really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Re really appreciated that. Wow. So I just want to say that I, I think I like Tamazing better than Tim Marvelous. So we're gonna go with Jessica Awesome and Tamazing. <laughs> Those are your names now. Man, that's that's uh, that's an honor. 
Yeah. Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go ahead and cover a couple church updates, things that are going on. And then Beth, we can head into your, uh, to your ministry moment, but just right. real quick, I just want to remind everybody that there's no food for thought or kids club this week and the church office remains closed as well. So just, just make sure that if you, if you want to go to any the of those, office, everything will resume later. The church office actually uh, should be open tomorrow. I think tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Okay. The oh, there's... It's closed till the first. Okay. Okay. There's no food for thought though, right? But there is no food for thought or kids club. Uh, okay. Yeah. Those aren't going to resume until the following Wednesday. So uh, just keep that in mind. Additionally, uh, next, uh, next Sunday, January 7th, there's a new sermon series, new beginnings. Uh, so be sure to uh, listen in or attend in person if you're able to. So that way you can, uh, jump right into the new sermon series. And then lastly, I did want to mention to kind of, uh, go off of what Beth briefly moment, uh, b- briefly mentioned from Kathy, which is, the women's retreat at Camp Wrightwood is April 26th until the 28th. So if you're interested in signing up for that, uh, please be sure to go to the church website or uh, contact the office uh, for more information. We can go from there. So Beth, handing it over to you for your Beth's ministry moment. Thanks, Jessica. Well, today's guest doesn't go to our church, but he is a Methodist. And I have known him for most, if not all of my life. Um, he is my father. And the <laughs> end. <laughs> I found out in a duel when he cut my hand off. No, is that how that went in Star Wars? I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, welcome. My dad, Bob Carr, to the podcast. Um, Welcome, Bob. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Um, I I believe Beth, I think Beth said in a previous podcast, I'm the only one from Colorado who has listened to the podcast. Very likely. You're supporting Colorado. Yeah. Right. So he represents all of Colorado. (laughs) um, Just kidding. But you actually go to the Methodist Church in Louisville. No, Boulder, right? Right. When we first moved out here to Louisville, we did start going to the Louisville Methodist Church. But then after a couple of years, we wanted to change. And so my wife, Lisa, looked at other churches to possibly go to, and she liked the one in Boulder. So now we go to the First United Methodist Church in Boulder. Right. Are we sure it's the first one? It says it in the name. It's got to be. Okay. Yeah, and the very first Methodist checking. Wow. <laughs> so if you'd like, Dad, you can talk to us about what brought you to the Methodist church and, you know, your faith journey. Well, I grew up in South Dakota and the house that we lived in in winter, South Dakota, uh, it was right across the alley from the Methodist church. And both my mom and dad grew up Methodist, so, you know, going to that church was logical. And I didn't get a good excuse to not go to church because we just had a, a, a minute walk to get to church. So I grew up going to Sunday school there, to church service there. In fact, one of my first memories was sitting in the pews of the church, uh, listening to whatever, but my mom and dad sang in the choir. So I wasn't able to sit with them in the choir. So I sat with one of their friends in the church. And in the wintertime, uh, the lady that I sat with had a fur coat. I probably rubbed the fur off of at least part of that coat because it was just such a soft fur coat. And it was so cool to feel that. But I I guess I remember a little bit of what they said during the service as well. But uh, yeah, I grew up Methodist because we lived so close to it. And as I got older, I started singing in the church choir as well when I was in high school. And I've gone to mostly Methodist churches throughout my adult life. I've moved to different places. The job I had required, I move around every three to five years. But I did go to churches in most of the places I went to. And I 
sang in the church choir in most of the churches that I've gone to. And so I've enjoyed that very much. And that's actually the thing I probably enjoy most of a church service is the music, um, singing the anthems as a group, and then the special music that a church might have, not just during the holiday uh, um, sermons, but uh, um, th the whole year. And I've been to many churches who had excellent conductors, and they put together excellent music programs for the church as well. And I guess enough of that is rubbed off to having a Christian demeanor and, you know, thinking good about people, trying to do good with people, for people. And so, yeah, I, I've enjoyed very much being a Methodist for most of my adult life. But it's not always been Methodist. I've gone to a couple of churches through my uh, life that have not been Methodist, but mostly it has been. Mm -hmm. in, your, in your rebellious years? Yeah, that, yeah, okay, sure, Beth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's a wonderful testimony. And um, that's great that you're so, you were involved in the choir and the music um, provides such a special uh, place for you. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I could say the same thing about um, PUMC. Uh, we got a choir uh, and, um, the praise team, uh, the praise band. And uh, yeah, I think, I think the music just adds so much to uh, every service. So I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I also enjoy singing in the choir. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. yes. Uh, so do I. Far from the tree. Jessica used to enjoy singing in the choir, but she realized she needed time to have a life. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I well, I think it was more so when it switched to every other Sunday. That just became way too much for me. Mm. Able to to commit to that because if I were singing with the praise band for the eleven o'clock, then I would have been at church since like eight o'clock for the choir, gone to the nine o'clock service, stayed for the eleven o'clock. Anyways, it's just that's a lot. And then come back at four o'clock to help with the youth. So, well, um, I think I think that's really interesting, actually, though, um, because Jessica, you're in the praise band, and then Beth and I are in the choir. So, yeah, we're we're just doing the music, you know. I need to. Well, I need to hold down the choir for it because I'm usually teaching Sunday school at the eleven o'clock service. So, um, we nice. got to do. Wow, you know. Yeah, yeah. we're working, you know. Yeah, actually, yeah. all of us here, um, including our special guest, of course, we're, we're all involved in the music. Bob, Bob said he was part of the choir. So, man, and that's we perfect. We prepared a number for you that we're going to sing right now. Kidding. That would have been really awesome if we would have just. <laughs> Next time, yeah, um, special podcast episode. Yeah, yeah, Indeed. that's for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you. Uh, I assume by default found Methodist to the Madness. You mentioned that you uh, enjoy being able to get updates on Beth's life through this podcast. So I, I love that you're able to experience that because uh, I know living in different states from one of your kids, it's kind of like you know you want to stay involved in some way, you know? So I'm glad that you've been able to, to listen in and uh, be part of the podcast in some capacity and hold down Colorado, you know, all, all in the same. <laughs> all of Colorado. Yes. As the official president of the uh, Methodist to the Madness Club for Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm Happy sure. To do my part. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you talk about your fans, call it a fan base, so it makes it seem like we have more fans than <laughs> saying our Colorado fan. <laughs> the fan base in Colorado. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. So, so that's that's really nice that you're listening to uh, the Methodist to the Madness uh, podcast, Bob. It's it's really nice to have that support. Uh, from you, uh, the, the listener support, basically, and 
Yeah. Um, it, it's just really, it, it's nice to think about it. And uh, you might remember the episode where Beth talked about uh, you listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I always, and that was really Beth, cool. What? I always text Beth whenever there's a shout out to me. And most of the time it's from her. And then the last one where you had the, uh, what was the NASA test pilot? I got yeah. a shout out from one of the guests on the podcast. So that was even a more special treat. Well. Yeah. I was like, my dad's going to love that. <laughs> well, keep your eye out for that special plaque that Beth is putting together. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So far, we had two uh, special things here special song and a special plaque now yep. that Bob is here on the podcast episode yep. with us. All good things. Well, I'd love to to jump into some sermon feedback. Bob, would you be able to stick around and, and join us? Sure, be happy to. Wonderful. All right. So this past Sunday, uh, Pastor Jim ended his series of God's Holy Darkness, and we focused in on the Magi's Dark Night with Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 23. And he shared parallels of the Mandalorian. So Beth, I'm glad you shared a little bit of some Star Wars in there as well. Uh, but I'm curious, uh, <laughs> curious what everybody's takeaways were, were from this. And, and if there's maybe not a lot that you have to reference from Sunday's sermon, at least something from the sermon series, maybe that, uh, you know, as a whole encapsulates, you know, God's holy darkness for you. So I'm curious what everybody's takeaways were from that so the first thing that comes to mind for me was i really appreciated um pastor jim going into the history of herod uh king herod because i was curious like what kind of king he actually was like uh that there was of course the fact that you have the two-year-olds um like uh passing away due to his presence um but uh outside of that i knew next to nothing about him. So um, that was a really um, important thing for me to know that he was like one of the worst kings ever or something. And he wasn't even like actually a Jewish king, but rather um, the uh, basically falling into power or, or acquiring power through other means, uh, particularly like political or, or accomplishments or agreements with the, with the, the Jews, from what I understand. Um, so that, that was really nice. And then um, also, I was really shocked uh, when Pastor Jim mentioned about the uh, the BC and AD thing and how uh, it, it, it was um, much more certain that Jesus was born like 4 BC instead of um, like in between, which is what the whole timeline thing was yeah. set up in the first place about. I, I was just astounded. Um, <laughs> that made me feel like my whole life is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, 2024, wait, wait, 2020? is it supposed to be 2028? Okay. Or, uh, yeah, are we going back to 2020? Because if so, I really need to leave now and go get some toilet paper. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, there's a run on toilet paper, you know, so. <laughs> that was a weird time. <laughs> um, my, my last point is um, I, I definitely can agree with the, um, I think it was uh, something from Barbara, Brown. Um, that Barbara Taylor, I forgot her, but what's her middle name? Barbara Brown. Brown? Yeah. So uh, there was a quote about um, basically uh, encountering God. And, um, I think that that really speaks to me. In other words, um, basically the idea that uh, when we, we try to create expectations for God or expect things, um, in general, like certain things should be a certain way or should not be a certain way, then, um, that can, that can kind of, uh, complicate our relationship with God. Uh, but instead, if we're accepting and we, um, we, we go to, go to God like, like a little child, as Jesus would say, um, I, I think that really, um, like, uh, provides a much better experience, um, of God. And also, I, I happen to agree with Pastor Jim about the, um, everything, uh, 
not not saying that everything happens for a reason there are reasons that things happen but not like one primary reason why something happened um i think that makes a lot more sense especially considering um like just all the different things like the biblical stories for example um and then lots of things that happen in our own everyday lives so uh so yeah 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 love it thanks tim thank you (laughs) Bob any any notes anything any takeaways well I certainly enjoyed the sermon very much as well Um, learning the background of King Herod and the three kings or I'll start calling them the three magi now that I know the part of that story as well (laughs) but um, one reason that biblical stories take on a more of a significance to me now my wife and I went to Palestine and Israel in May of this year. And it was just so phenomenal to see all, all the different places of religious significance. And we also learned much more about what it's like for the modern day Palestinians to live under military op- occupation. Mm-hmm. But, but hearing the story of King Herod and um, the three kings, um, over Christmas, for example, I did learn uh, something I didn't know about the era. I don't think Pastor Jim talked about this during the sermon. It took the three kings 12 days to reach the baby Jesus. And that journey is why we have the 12 days of Christmas. And of course, we've got the 12 days of Christmas song, which is only semi-related to that. Yeah. But now, anytime I hear any story of the Bible, it just comes alive because I've either been to that part of the world where that story actually happened Mm -hmm. or i've been in that area that i've got a much better feel for what the area like uh, is like uh, where a different story had taken place so just hearing the story was a very good overview of what happened during that era and then the dark night of the soul uh the 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 dark series of, of of sermons I can certainly relate to that. I've had things happen in my life that I now classify as very dark periods of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never heard of Barbara Brown, Brown Taylor before, and her uh, learning to walk in the dark book. I was intrigued enough by that that I did order an audiobook version of that. So I'll listen to that here whenever it comes sometime next week. Oh, wonderful. But, yeah. Um, no, it was just all very good. I, I've been to one service at your church when I came to visit Beth in February. Mm-hmm. I did go to a sermon then, did go to the church then. That was when Beth was in the local theater production of uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And so it was nice to see Pastor Jim in a little different setting as well, being in the play also. <laughs> yeah. but, no, I, I enjoyed the sermon very much today. It was a very good sermon. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great, too, for sure. Like those takeaways. Beth? Yeah. So I had a few notes. I wrote them on this CD for drivers for my printer. And my computer doesn't even have a CD-ROM drive. So at least <laughs> it's getting used by me writing notes on it. So that's good. Um, so I, I talked about in my update how I watched the movie Maestro today. And it made me think about that episode of Seinfeld where Elaine was dating a guy who was a maestro and he wanted to be called maestro and not by his name. His name was Bob Cobb. And so Jerry was like, well, I want you guys to call me Jerry the Great. And Elaine was like, yeah, but he's actually a maestro. And Jerry was like, well, I'm great. And so Pastor, and I thought of that today when I was watching the movie. So when Pastor Jim said Herod the Great, as he liked to be called, that just that just made me laugh. Usually people who are like, please, please call me Herod the Great, they're probably not really gonna be great. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. That nickname, you're probably not so great. Um <laughs> And um, let's see, Um, I liked Operation Elimination. I thought that would be a cool name for like 
an operation that we can plan at a later date, not to kill two year olds and under, but maybe <laughs> something else. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then Pastor Jim said it wasn't hordes of children killed, but just a handful. And I'm like, that's that's still too many. <laughs> Um, I never gave right. him that much thought until this year. The fact that he actively like went and like sought out two year olds, yeah, and under and had them killed, and then um, like unfair, yeah. And when he died, because he knew people weren't going to mourn him because he knew he was a terrible person. He wanted three thousand people to be killed on the day of his death, so they'll be sad. And mourn, not for him, but for 3,000 people. Um, and that made me think of an episode of Ted Lasso where they're at Rebecca's, fun Rebecca's father's funeral. And Sassy, Rebecca's best friend, says to her ex-husband, who's the villain of the story, she says, Rupert, I think about your death every single day. I'm going to wear red to your funeral. I will be a beacon of joy to the other three people there. And so, <laughs> so I got kind of like a, I mean, this guy was so clearly mentally ill. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like he had his own, he, his ego was so fragile that he wanted his own kids killed. And I don't know, that was just yeah. I mean, very weird to me. I'm really glad you mentioned that, Beth, because that's further information that that I think we all needed. That he was like one of the worst kings ever. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that's that's just it's ridiculous, really. And um, I like I liked the caveat that Pastor Jim said at the end about how um, the darkness in your life and overcoming it, like that, that doesn't mean that if you have depression, like. If you if you love God enough, your depression will just go away. You know, sometimes you need to seek doctors. And yeah, I'm glad that he mentioned that. Yeah, I'm really glad that he mentioned that. Thanks, Pastor Jim. Um, and I liked what he said. We're never more in danger of stumbling than when we think we know where we're going. That's that just rings so true for me, you know, like. Anything that I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. I just need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to account for that. I wasn't expecting this. And, you know, so it, it just, it, to me, it's kind of a reminder to, um, I guess, humble yourself. Yeah. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Aristotle said, I think. Just kidding. <laughs> so that's what I have, Jessica. What? Yeah, are Jessica. What? What? Do you I remember have? to include you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there were a few things that stuck out. One was uh, from Robert Brown Taylor. One of the hardest things to decide during a dark night is whether to surrender or resist, and that kind of led into how. Um. Uh, St. John of the Cross wrote extensively about the dark night um, and uh, not Christian Bale, but. Uh, <laughs> I kept thinking about that too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, which I do feel he was the best uh, Batman. So anyways. <laughs> hey, th thank you for telling us that, Jessica. My yeah. Batman is Lego Batman, Will Arnett. Please continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, but how St. John of the Cross said that he sees it ultimately as a love story full of the painful joy of seeking the most elusive lover of all, God. I thought that was pretty awesome because like I I think about just growing up and even in like high school, I was always friends with everybody, but I never had like a best friend. So I was a lot, I was by myself a lot. And um when I was given a guitar my like freshman or sophomore year in high school, I was like just at home all the time on Friday nights writing music. And it was always just me and God all the time on like Friday nights, people were at the football games. I'd be at my house, like in high school, just 
writing music and, and it just completely brought me back to this love story of in the point of my life where most people are finding like the height of relationships and, you know, learning about themselves in high school, I was just completely immersed with my relationship with God and trying to find out who I was. And it was this painful joy of seeking the most elusive lover. It was just the coolest. I don't know. So for me, that was pretty awesome how all of that tied in and then how God is not a thing and cannot be held onto, but can only be encountered as that, which eclipses the reality of all other things. So I love how reminded that God is not a thing, you know, it's like, you know, and, and then it was mentioned, um, there was one more thing about, uh, how sometimes, uh, we can see, uh, the darkness or us going through dark times as a punishment. And it's so easy for us to just kind of assume that we're doing something wrong if we're going through dark times. But in reality, it's really just intended for it's God's best gift to us intended for liberation. And I love that because God does not want to give us more than we can handle. And God wants to love us and he wants to teach us and he wants us to grow. And so for me, this whole series of God's holy darkness is God's way of showing us the true light. And that's kind of what I've been able to learn through this entire sermon series. And it's been awesome. So I'm, I'm like loving that we were able to finish, you know, the, the year of 2023 learning about all of that and um, excited for, for all the sermons for 2024. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's really wonderful uh, feedback, Jessica. Um, I did want to say something that that's really um yeah, that's really amazing that you you had those moments with God when you were younger, uh, when you weren't hanging out with your friends and all that stuff. You were kind of cultivating that that relationship with God, and, and you you were able to vibe with that um, that quote on uh, God being the elusive lover. That's that's really cool. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Tim. Yeah, I I was also that kid who had a lot of in high school who had a lot of friends but didn't really have a best friend. Um, but I was not in my room with God writing songs. So I feel like you were ahead of your time in that one. Jessica. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Jessica. Really cool. I, <laughs> I can was... say the same. I, I think I had my, uh, my, my relationship with God, but it was more of a theological, like I'm so fascinated with God and fascinated with, like everything associated with uh, religious like understandings. So, but but I can't say that I I really had a full on relationship uh, yeah. with God at that time. So so yeah, that so that's very interesting, and and I'm glad you had that, Jessica. I yeah. had a I had a weird youth group experience. My friend invited me to her church's youth group, and and that experience was so weird for me that it turned me off of God and religion for a long time. So, wow. Yeah. Some churches can can totally do that. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, it's, somehow we we all we're all here. We're 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 really in it with God right now. We made it's, it. it's really wonderful. We did it. We came yeah. out of the darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, you know, that's a really good tie-in, Jessica. So if it hadn't been for those experiences of darkness, we wouldn't be here today with the uh, the United Methodist Church. Um, I, I can definitely say that for myself anyway, like uh, all those like experiences where I I was kind of like more distant with God. If I hadn't had those, I probably wouldn't um, wouldn't be here in this church today. Um, I'm, I'm really certain of that. So, so yeah, that's that's God was there with me all along. I just wasn't right, like understanding it at, at, at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to go to the very first uh, Methodist church, you can visit Bob. <laughs> 
experience the very first one ever built. So Colorado. I was going to say Bob in Boulder, but that sounded very close to Bob the Builder. (laughs) I didn't just go to that first church. I helped to build the first church. Wow. Hey, that's that's so nice. Wow. My dad was also born um, in 4 B.C. Just so really? he is Bob the Builder. That is. Dad, do you know who Bob the Builder is? I know who Bob the Builder is. Okay, I was just he, curious. He knows. So he's he's he a is. cartoon version of me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Now it all makes sense. Now yeah. I know where Bob yep. the Builder came from. That, oh, that's that's amazing. Off of you. Yep. Yep. Just uh keep waiting for that uh royalty check. It's still coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the mail. It's in the mail. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh if you guys are okay with diving into some prayer requests, I'd love to uh kind of gather everyone together and Bob, I would love if you if you feel comfortable sharing, I'd love for you to go first. I'd love to know what your prayer requests are for this week. Um, nothing specific. We've got a pretty good life here in Colorado. I enjoy things very much here and just continued health and happiness for me and my wife and my family. And, um, I do hope to get out to uh, California a bit more often to visit Beth and her family, but, uh, no, it just, um, we like where we're at here in Colorado very much. Wonderful. Yeah, that's really nice. We'll pray for continued blessings then and go from there. Wonderful. Beth? Oh, I should have had something on deck, but I don't. Um, I've I've been trying like so hard to, I, I haven't made any New Year's resolutions, but there's so many things in my head that I want to do and so many intentions that like, I, I want to start putting forth, but also it feels like I don't even know where to start yet. And so I, what I'm planning on doing maybe tonight, it's, it just feels like, I know it doesn't have to be that I have to figure out my entire life on the first day of the year, but I feel like that's, that's when I need to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, so just, just prayers <laughs> that, I can, that I can figure out what my intentions for the year will be. I feel like, um, I made a lot of progress in 2023, even though it was a really hard year for me, I still feel like I made a lot of progress with with my mental health and trying to advocate more for myself. And so I feel like I, I mean, I'm never going to master the mental health aspect of my life, but I would also like to start including taking care of my physical health better. So I just prayers that I can figure out what I want my intentions to be in a realistic way that I can approach them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great, Beth. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yep. prayers for you on that. Um, I suppose prayers for me to actually follow through with um, what I mentioned in my New Year's resolution. And uh, yeah, that, that, that would be really um, helpful. Yeah, because the, the journal writing thing, I think that kind of is like the, a foundational, like, putting all my thoughts together and like figuring out exactly how I'm even going to like do all the things that I'm trying to improve. Uh, and then I think the walking thing will just kind of clear my mind. Um, and, and the rest will follow. Wait, that's yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess they're both kind of two clearing my mind activities. And I think they're both opportunities for oh. like uh, going to God uh, in prayer or connecting with God. So yeah, pray, prayers for me on that, and um, yeah, like that. Yeah, that sounds good. Tim, Thank you, Tim. Tim audiobooks. 
If you want to start reading, but you don't want to look at words oh. on a page, you can listen to audiobooks while you're walking your dog. <gasps> and they're like two birds with one stone. Oh, wow. That is such <laughs> yeah. a good idea. And there's a lot. I use Audible because, I don't know, I just like to use Audible. But there's so many free programs that you can use. I hear Libby is good and where you can check out books for free and listen to them on your phones yeah <laughs> i'm so glad you suggested that. audiobooks like it's it's like it's it's like when 2020 happened and you could be in two places at once like with <laughs> meetings and and you could be driving home and then still participating in a bible study i don't know i was always really fascinated with that aspect of 2020 how like whoa it's like I don't know. Never mind. Please. <laughs> Jessica, do you have anything? That's great. <laughs> Thank you. I derailed us. Uh, yeah, Je Jessica. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think for me, it's, it's a matter of, um, I'm really hoping this next week is a, a big week for us. It's going to let us know whether or not our last vial worked. Um, because I, uh, uh, just a little education for everyone. Uh, if, a if a female does not, uh, it will, I guess if you inseminate and then, uh, she does not have her moon cycle, there's a chance she's pregnant. Um, and so my hope is that I don't, uh, get mine next week. Right. Um, and so, yeah, so far, I don't know, guys, but my body's feeling a little bit more tired than usual, which tends to be something. And I, there's no reason for me to be tired because I'm literally not working. Uh, we haven't really left the house. Uh, I've not had very strenuous time. And uh, so I'm really hoping it worked. And hopefully next week. I can maybe share an update. I don't know what, well, I guess we'll see, but um, we might give it a little more time before we, we make any, any formal announcements. Um, so, but, but that's my biggest prayer is that um, we can be at peace with either outcome, be rejoiceful with either outcome, because at the end of the day, God is always good. And, um, like I mentioned before, he doesn't give you more than you can't handle. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we've just been really praying. Like if the, if there's ever a time where you're putting to use pray without ceasing, uh, that's kind of been me for the past like week and a half <laughs> like, wow. been praying, like, you know, and, and trusting in God's power that he can make this happen. And that, um, Anyways, so just that's it. That's I just would like to be pregnant. That would be cool. That yeah. Be yeah, absolutely, Wonderful. Jessica. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, prayers for you on that and and optimism. You know, I'm, I I was just thinking a little bit ago, I'm like, it, all of a sudden we're going to hear the ta-da, like you're pregnant. Like, <laughs> And, and uh, sorry to all the pregnant mothers out there who might have had morning sickness. I didn't really have morning sickness with either of mine. And wow. so as a person who was pregnant without morning sickness, I thought pregnancy was awesome. So, yeah, I won't tell Amy Schumer that. Uh, yeah, don't tell her. Yeah. Some people she had like, like morning sickness, like through for like six months or something, didn't she? She was, I think it was for the entirety of her pregnancy. Oh, I it hate was, it so much. There's a thing, there's a thing, uh, I don't know the the proper medical term, but yeah, she had to be hooked up to an IV to be rehydrated quite a bit. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it happens. I mean, you're creating a human. Yeah. Inside of you. That's, that's crazy. That's so, miraculous to create a human inside of you. Yeah. Wow. It's magical. It Indeed. Magical. So I was a stork, but it's magic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stork. That's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have one of those animals here, so. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> get one. 
Yeah. But uh, well, Bob, we appreciate you taking time out of your mountain time zone to join us. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate you holding down the fan base in Colorado. And uh, we hope that you can be uh, continuously blessed by this podcast uh, because our goal, that is, I think that is our goal, is for people to uh, receive new insight about Jesus and the stories that are told, but then also to be real humans sharing our faith journeys and the things that we're going through. So we're, we're excited what we can share with you this next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, thanks for that, Jessica. And thank you, Bob. Uh, it's been an honor uh, for you to be on this episode. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it very much. And I, I will have to say I enjoyed the service today very much as well. I've been on the technical side of a few things at our church in Boulder, and I know the challenges to put on a good quality uh, Zoom uh, or whatever kind of a virtual online uh, service. Mm -hmm. And you guys have done an excellent job with what you do with the uh, service. And now the podcast to me is just uh, icing on the cake. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. that, that that's awesome. I'm going to give a quick shout out to Don Morris, who is our worship leader, but he also does all of the text, the behind the scenes tech stuff. And he's the one, if, if anything is broken, he fixes it. And, and I think he does an amazing job and I think he'll be, Really happy to hear you say that, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really nice. All right. Well, as we wrap up the fan favorite of 2024, episode 16, because it's the only episode of 2024 so far, <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. But thanks for uh, for listening, everybody. And we hope to talk to you next week. Different places. We all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.